Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about catching yourself thinking thoughts on autopilot. The thing about autopilot thinking is that it is rampant in midlife. You know how you've probably noticed that you're sounding more and more like your mom? (laughs) Or maybe that you just busy yourself all of the time, so you're not really thinking about what you want to do, only what you have to do? That's a clue. You find yourself saying things that just come right out of your mouth automatically without a lot of thought. Or you find yourself doing the same old thing automatically without much thought either. That's thinking on autopilot. You gotta think it, before you say it or do it. Do you follow? Now, I have a sneaky suspicion that you do, especially that idea of sounding like your mom lately. So I'm glad you're here. And if this is the first time tuning in, welcome. I can't believe I just said tuning in because that is like radio language, right? If this is the first time you clicked your app or found me online, uh, I'm so glad you're here. As a woman in the middle, you are totally in the right place. I'm really happy to connect with you this way in a podcast. I actually think that podcast technology is like the coolest technology around, and it happens to be a bit of technology that I'm not freaked out about, unlike the TV remote. Now, the podcast has really helped me realize something that I'm pretty sure you will love knowing too, and that is that we are not alone. Whatever weird midlife stuff is going on with you, you are in the best company and aren't alone, that's for sure. Now, I do hear from my listeners, though, that while the podcast is super helpful to get you thinking and to give you much-needed perspective about aging, menopause, empty nest, things like career change, and all things midlife transition, I also hear that sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes you're looking for more help, more guidance, more coaching. So I wanted to make sure you know how to get what you're looking for. This episode is sponsored by something new that's going to be launching soon, and I wanted to tell you all about it. It's called the Finally First Midlife Membership. Finally First is a life-changing, upbeat virtual community for midlife women just like you. Make this your favorite one-stop shop for all of the midlife coaching, mindfulness, and guidance that you need from me, Susie, your master certified life coach and host of this podcast, Women in the Middle. You'll also get to connect with an amazing bunch of like-minded women like you who know what it's like to be in a midlife funk and are ready to bust out and get busy getting excited about their lives again. The thing is that you don't have to waste time feeling stuck, my friend or alone. So I want you to ask yourself this. Are you ready to say goodbye to feeling stuck? Are you overwhelmed by the whole empty nest thing? Are you confused about your career? Are you frustrated by your self-care habits or lack thereof having to do with exercise or losing weight or maybe even yoga practice? Are you feeling overwhelmed by caring for your aging parents? Are you motivated to figure out a plan for your future? Are you ready to make yourself a priority? Finally, 
Are you interested in connecting with more midlife women, like-minded women? Are you super ready to have a little bit more fun? And are you intent on making sure that you don't have regrets? So if you said yes to any or all of these, this membership is for you. Here's all you need to do right now. It's not much. Just get on the wait list. Sign up for updates and launch information there and stay connected so you'll hear about all the details first. The Finally First Midlife Membership is here to help you put yourself first and get the midlife support you have been looking for. It's where you need to be and it won't be the same without you. Seriously, your voice and experience is needed. It's valuable and it will help other amazing women in the middle. You're totally not alone. And being a woman in the middle can be all about what you can do rather than what you can't do. Let's do this together. Just head over to www.susierosenstein.com forward slash membership and sign up for the wait list now so you're in the loop and don't miss a thing. Okay, so let's dive into autopilot thinking. So I was curious about the definition So I Googled it to see what Merriam-Webster Dictionary had to say. The literal meaning of autopilot is a device that steers a ship, plane, or spacecraft by itself without a person. However, the expression on autopilot has developed a different meaning. The way we use it means to do without focusing on it, without thinking about what is happening. So what comes up for you with that definition? Probably driving, right? I'm sure you've been in this situation where you're driving and then you arrive at your destination but have no clue or memory how you got there. Like, it's really weird. It's happened to me so many times. Another thing you might have done is actually driven somewhere automatically instead of where you wanted to go, like maybe to an old job or to your old house or even to work on a day off. Now, that's, hap- that's happened to me. Has that happened to you? <laughs> I know I'm not alone. It's like you're just doing it automatically. It happens all the time. Autopilot is doing something without focusing on the details of what it means. The same thing happens with many things that you do regularly and actually master without having to add a lot of additional brain power to the task. I'm sure you can think of all kinds of examples once you get going on this, like brushing your teeth or knitting or even your morning routine, making coffee or maybe cutting the lawn. Okay. I don't cut the lawn anymore. (laughs) I offloaded that, but I cut the lawn for years. So I totally think about that. So you've mastered these skills and you can pretty much do any of them without a lot of thought. But there's another type of thing that you do on autopilot. It's so much a part of who you are that you probably don't even see it. It's your thinking. So what I'm saying is that it's not just the doing, it's also the thinking. And what this means is that your default thoughts aren't thoughtful. You just think certain thoughts out of habit. That is, you think certain things automatically or on autopilot. This type of thinking typically feels factual, like there's no other way to be. It just is, right? It just is. It's this way. It's the only way I'm ever going to think about it. So for example, I'll give you like a diet related thought. Whenever I'm working on losing a few pounds, I start to think this thought. It's not a complex thought either, but it feels automatic. The thought is, it's hard. Losing weight is hard, right? Or a sister thought, food prep is hard. Or this one, closely related, 
Meal planning is hard. (laughs) It's all hard. Any one of those scenarios, that's my common thought. Now, notice I said thought because it is, even though it feels real. I didn't question it until I started doing this kind of coaching work, until I knew anything about mindfulness and the effect of this sort of thinking. I just didn't even question it. It's just hard. That's a fact. It's not the way everyone thinks about weight or food prep or food planning, though. I have met lots of people who don't share this view. They don't think about it. Either they used to and they changed their thoughts or they just never did. What about you? Does it feel like an optional way for you to think? I had been thinking that way for so long. It was just literally hard to imagine that it's not or that it could be different to think differently, right? So what thoughts do you notice are automatic for you? Here's the thing. Most people acknowledge that they think on autopilot. Several studies have documented it. Another way I notice myself feeling about it is like I'm skimming through life. Just staying on the surface, busying myself to stay afloat. Now, I had an old boyfriend who accused me of that. (laughs) He called me out on it in the 80s. Uh, And I didn't really appreciate it, but I did feel a little bit guilty, but I just had no clue what it really meant. Now, you might notice that you look for ways to keep yourself constantly busy. For example, like being on your phone constantly, maybe, or being uncomfortable being alone. Another sign you might notice is that you can't remember details of conversations that you have with people. So what I'm getting at is that you might not be present, that is paying attention, which is another sign that you might be getting used to thinking that something else demands your attention, something else needs your attention more out of habit and thinking disengaging on autopilot. Interesting, right? You just automatically go there. You don't even know you're doing it. It just seems like the way it is, but you're disengaged. You're thinking that you should be thinking about something else. So you're not present and you don't remember the details. It could be a sign. So let's dig a bit. Let me show you a way to hunt for these automatic autopilot thoughts. I think it's important to find them because it's totally worth it to live more intentionally and to learn to think on purpose rather than just being in your life in a chaotic blur that is not the way that you want to move forward, or you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So first, go digging in a specific topic area. That's how we're going to start. So here are some ideas. Money, debt, weight, exercise, capability. There's a million things that you think about and think on autopilot about, but let's just focus it for a bit and start in one of these categories. So let's play with this. Step one, pick one area. So let's pick money. Step two, dig around by asking yourself questions. Ask yourself these six questions and then answer them. It's a surefire way to find your thoughts. So you can adapt these questions to any category. They're just thought finders. What does it mean when you have a lot of it? So for example, what does it mean when you have a lot of money? Then what does it mean if you have a little bit of it? What will be easier when you aren't worried about it at all? What will it help you do? What will it keep you from doing? And what do you think about people who have it or don't have it? Got it? (laughs) Here they are again. 
What does it mean when you have a lot of it? What does it mean if you have a little bit of it? What will be easier when you aren't worried about it at all? What will it help you do? What will it keep you from doing? And what do you think about people who have it or don't have it? Step three, look at your specific thoughts and see if you really believe them or just think them automatically. So like I mentioned, let's take a look at money. Ask yourself question one, what does it mean when you have a lot of it? Do you think that money grows on trees? Do you think that money makes you happy? Do you think that the more money you have, the happier you'll be? The more satisfied you'll be? The luckier you'll be? Any of those things? Do you think that smart people deserve more money? Do you think that good people will be rich? Or that bad people usually get all the money? Do you think that you should donate a percentage of what you have? Do you think that a lot of money means being successful? Do you think that making a lot of money can be something that you do? And so on. Whatever comes up for you is what you think. Now, I know that sounds obvious, but there's a chance that you haven't ever looked at it this way. What you think might just seem like the way it is, but thoughts are simply optional sentences in your mind. So when you answer those questions, that is the thought. Let's take question two. What does it mean if you have a little of it? So what comes up for you there? That you're not ever going to have a lot? That you're not successful? That you don't deserve to make more? that you're not meant to make more, that it's fine to make a little, that you're embarrassed to make what you make, that you shouldn't talk about needing more, that nothing is wrong with making a little. Whatever you think is what you think and totally fine. Just notice it and then we're gonna take it from there. Now, question three. What will be easier when you aren't worried about it at all? So in this case, What will be easier when you aren't worried about money? Do you think any of these? My life will be better when I'm not worried about money. I'll always worry about money. I won't have debt. It's not okay to stop worrying. Money is something okay to worry about. Money isn't guaranteed, so you should worry. I can give more when I'm not worried. I can save more when I'm not worried. And so on. Whatever it is, just notice it. And then question four, what will it help you do? So what will money help you do? Maybe these thoughts. Money helps me be more generous. Money helps me feel better about myself. Money is related to my success. Money helps me relax. Money helps me live a good life. Money helps me feel secure. Making a lot will keep me debt-free. Having money helps me have fun. Having money helps me help others. Money helps me find love. And question five, what will it keep you from doing? Here are some possible thoughts. Money keeps me from being worried. Money keeps me from being honest. Money keeps me from relaxing. Whatever it is for you, just take note. And then question six, what do you think about people who have it or don't have it? Here are some possible answers. People who have a lot of money are better off than I am. People who have a little bit of money aren't lucky. People who have a lot of money are fancy. People who have a lot of money are entitled and obnoxious. People who have a lot of money waste it on cars and show off. 
people who have a lot of money spend it on fancy clothes and they think they're better than I am. People who have a lot of money make me uncomfortable. People who have a little bit of money are better off, right? It doesn't matter what you're thinking at this point. The important thing is to notice what you're thinking. Okay, so you see lots and lots of thoughts with these six simple prompts. And then there's an extremely easy way to go a little deeper and really start accessing the juicy stuff. Just ask yourself why. Why do you think a specific thought? So here's one of the ones we looked at. My life will be better when I'm not worried about money. Ask yourself why. Why do you think your life will be better when you're not worried about money? Don't judge yourself when you're digging around in your brain. Just ask yourself and increase your awareness of your thoughts. It's best to write this stuff down because there really is a lot going on up there. When you see all of your thoughts written out and you've asked yourself why you think that, then take a close look at your answers. Do you like your reasons? Or do you just sound like someone in your family who thinks the same thing? Has someone taught you how to think this way? Is your thinking out of habit? Are you thinking on autopilot? Or are you thinking on purpose? Do your thoughts really represent what you believe? Look around at all of it. You can try this same simple strategy with another category too. It's really easy and fun. Yes, I think this type of thing is fun. (laughs) When you are open to learning about what's going on up there. Remember, here are the questions to get you started. What does it mean when you have a lot of it? What does it mean if you have a little bit of it? What will be easier when you aren't worried about it? What will it help you do? And what will it keep you from doing? And what do you think about people who have it or don't? Let's take weight. What does it mean when you weigh a lot more than you want to? What does it mean if you only weigh a little? What will be easier when you aren't worried about your weight at all? What will losing weight help you do? What will being overweight keep you from doing? What do you think about people who are the weight you want to be? And then ask yourself why. Why do you think what you think? Do you like your reasons? Or are you thinking on autopilot? Or do you really believe what you think? When you really see what's going on up there, you will have insight that will change your life. And if you're a regular listener, you may recall one of my most shocking thoughts. (laughs) I found myself thinking a thought pretty regularly that made no sense at all. It was about weight loss. I thought that it was harder for me to lose weight because I'm only four foot 10. Yes, I'm only four foot 10. I'm probably less now that I'm 56. (laughs) Maybe I'm four nine. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that thought for about 40 years. And it was the first time I got some coaching that my coach asked me about it. Like it just rolled off my tongue as if it were a fact. And she questioned me on it. And I was floored. I was absolutely floored. Now, the problem with thinking on autopilot is that you create your life on autopilot too, unintentionally. That's what happens. You're basically winging it instead of planning it. You're not paying attention to it at all. And most of us don't want that. We realize we've been doing that. And when we realize it, we also realize that it's not what we want. The thing about thoughts is they're not just sitting there up in your brain doing nothing. They're not just sitting there harmless. They are creating your emotional state. 
Your thoughts create your feelings. And then how you feel is the reason that you do everything you do or don't do, right? So both the things that you take action on and the things that you don't take action on are coming from the way you feel. And this all creates what end result is for you, which will always prove your thoughts. So if you think that you don't deserve money, your result will be that you won't deserve money. If you think it's hard to lose weight, it will be hard for you to lose weight. If you think that relationships are challenging, your relationships will be challenging. And if you think you're a late person, you will be a late person. You see what I mean? So that's why it's important to spend time supervising your thoughts. Autopilot thinking is interesting. It's real. Scientists are learning more and more about it. But if you want to be more intentional about your life, you need to have a keen awareness of what you're thinking and the impact it has on your life. So when I thought that thought, it's harder for me to lose weight because of my height, it became harder for me to lose weight. So look what happens when I think that thought, it's harder for me to lose weight because of my height, I disengaged, I felt hopeless. And when I felt hopeless, I felt less motivated. So I didn't do things. My action was that I didn't commit I didn't do the meal planning. I didn't do the things that I would have done if I were motivated, but I was coming at it from this other feeling of hopelessness. I was sad about it. It's kind of like I gave up in advance. And the result was that it was harder for me to lose weight. So you really do have to notice that the autopilot thinking is creating an effect in your life, even if you don't even know what you're thinking. I like to think of slowing everything down so that I have time to grab a flashlight, not a real flashlight, but you know what I mean, grab a flashlight and shine it on my brain by asking these questions and noticing my answers. That's how you catch those thoughts. Not quite as much fun as catching Pokemon, (laughs) but you know what I mean. You make an effort to catch your thoughts. Once you see what you think, you can also notice how it makes you feel. Now, if you don't like what you observe, you can decide to make changes to think and feel on purpose. That's a big step in living an intentional life, even if you catch yourself sounding like your mom on occasion. Well, my friend, that's it for this episode. My focus as a midlife coach is to help you get excited about your life again. Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. Check out the show notes with more information and links at susierosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And whenever you're ready, there are three great ways that I can help you learn to think on purpose so that you can get excited about your life again this year. The first way is to join the free Women in the Middle Facebook community group. It's a Facebook group, right? Easy to find and connect with other amazing midlife women in there who are ready to start regret-proofing their lives too. So just go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. The second way is to work with me directly and get unbelievably effective coaching to take you from being stuck and confused to being crystal clear and excited about your future. So you can grab your kickstart call with me right away by just going to www.talktosusie.com. And the third way 
is to get on the wait list for my new midlife membership, Finally First. This is an upbeat virtual community for 50 plus women who want clarity and courage and connection to get excited about their lives again. So sign up at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash membership. Let's do this, ladies. Let's think on purpose. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.